Hey there, I'm Tash. I'm Damo. And together, we'd like to bring you this week's episode of The Barry Chronicles. Season 2. 2. And now you can see us. Which is really scary. And, yeah, scary for scary for us as well. Yes. So, and um, these are not little, I don't know, zap collars. These are yeah. <laughs> homing devices. It's our microphones. Yeah. Go on, very techy. We have. Yeah. And as you can see, I'm just uh, going to be my absolute self. So that's just how it is. Anyway, we thought today we would talk about numbers. And we all know that on the bariatric journey, there can be a real focus on numbers. Yes, we get fixed on it, on the on whether the scales are moving, what numbers they're showing, numbers on our tape measures. Number, 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 number. 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 It all numbers. seems to be about the numbers. The number of our protein count, how many mils of water we are drinking, how much fat we are consuming, carbs. how many grams of carbs we are having, everything can be really, really fixated on the numbers. So we thought that we would talk about this and I'd like to read you a post that is from uh, Bariatric Support Australia. It was one that I wrote back in September of 2022. Holy poo on a pretzel. The scales are not moving. What the actual fuck do I do? It happens to all of us. Now, one time or another, everyone that goes on this type of journey towards a particular number on the scale will have a time where nothing happens. Yep. Nothing at all. I know it happened to me. I'm probably a little sooner than I was expecting, actually. I was one of those people who lost big, like, Big, big numbers on pre-op. Yep. Um, I was down nearly 12 kilos in two weeks. Amazing. <laughs> and I felt like a motherfucking rock star. I was like, like woohoo, I'd added it up, Damo. I'd added it all up. And and I was like, I'm going to be skinny in two months. Two months, yep. In two months' time, I am going to be skinny. 100 kilos gone by Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was very much... That, that's what I was thinking. I didn't say it out loud, but my internal talk was very much that way. Well, at this rate, I'll be at my goal weight, which was actually just to have one chin um, in three and a half months, which was mm. before Christmas. Did you find that internally that might have been the conversation, but externally it was all... I'm doing this for my health. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it's not about the numbers on the scales. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it's it's not about the numbers. You know, it's it's all okay. We're, we're we're working towards those fitness goals. We're working towards all of those things. But in my head, I was like, <laughs> six kilos a week. Yeah, so done, that's... done. Um, so I was doing the calculations in my head, and I was going to be done in five months. Oh, joy. Oh, <laughs> rapture. Imagine being a size 12 by Christmas. That was my goal. Years of abuse undone in, in five months. Five months. Um, and you know what? I didn't make my goal that year. <clears throat> Pre-op was rough for me. My, 
was so sore from literally crapping my soul out. Uh, I spent hours and hours on the toilet. And to be honest, I stopped eating and I just drank water for the last 24 hours because I was tired of the explosive shitting and the bleeding. It's like purgatory for... It was. It was so bad. But I was down a size, a whole size in two weeks. So to my way of thinking, after the operation, I was just going to zip through the sizes. Wrong. So, so wrong. Uh, I came home from the hospital heavier than when I went in. Ouch. Yeah, heavier than when I went in. So, so 12 kilos. 12 kilos. Pre-op. Yeah. And then post-op you come home and you you put weight on. Yes, I had. So. Four kilos. What, what are you, oh my gosh. So what are you thinking at that point? Um, at that point I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck have I done? What? Why? Why did I do this? I cut out my favourite organ and now, now I'm getting bigger. How does that happen? Like, seriously, how did that happen? And I was absolutely devastated. I was sure that, that um, I'd failed already and I'd only just literally gotten home, jumped on the scales and started to cry. Because I thought, yep, okay, that would be right. Has weight loss surgery, gets fatter. Um, so, the first thing that most of us do, though, is, yeah. you know, you get home, I'm going to jump on the scale, see yeah. how much I lost in surgery, you know, because they cut, well, for me, they cut 80% of my stomach out. So you know, I actually had someone say to me, like, a week after surgery, how come you're still fat? I thought you had weight loss surgery. And I said, they're going, you dumbass motherfucker. Yeah. All with a smile on my face and not actually swearing because of the moment that we were in. Yeah, the situation you were in. But, um, you know, oh, they're thinking, you must be the dumbest bastard. The dumbest? Not the sharpest tool in that shed. But maybe the biggest tool in the shed. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. So... I came home from the hospital, heavier than when I went in, and I went to my first dietitian's appointment. And honestly, that was, that's another whole story. And we won't get into that today, but it was disappointing. And I know, so yes, I was healing, but I was totally gutted, both physically and emotionally. How does that even happen? I was sure that failure was coming at me. But eventually the numbers started to move and it took six whole weeks. Wow. Six weeks. So for six weeks I, and I can remember very, very vividly, very vividly, I was about two weeks post-op and I called, I called Damo and I said, Damo, like the scales aren't moving. And he says to me, well, you know, it took a lot of years to come on, so it takes some time for it to come off. And all I wanted to do was go, pink, flick him in the head, flick him in the head. What an idiot, what an idiot. What I, what I wanted in that moment was sympathy. I wanted empathy. And what I got was practical, real, and not what I wanted to hear at all. 
So I wanted someone to commiserate with me. I'd lost my best friend. My stomach was gone and I was, yeah, it was taking a long time. I have learned a lot since then. Quite often now I ask, do you, do you want the answer or do you want sympathy and empathy? Yeah, to just, and, yeah. Um, you know, I let people choose that because. Yeah, well, I, I do think that that's an important communication skill as well. Because honestly, in that moment, I was just so, I was so disappointed in myself. And I really thought that I was never going to lose weight. Um, obviously, I did. And for me, um, the weight loss went crazy at seven months. I just, I went, like, we, we went through some things in our life. And I don't know if that triggered it. I think it probably did. I ended up with a stomach ulcer. I ended up with a lot of different things going on physically. And the weight just melted off of me. And I actually have ended up 30 kilos lighter than what my surgeon was expecting. And I've sat at this weight now solidly wow. for nearly four years. Yep. So, yeah. So when we talk about um, the numbers, it's like the numbers on the scale, do you think that, part of that obsession that we get with it is from like a social cultural aspect um that you know we've sort of been ingrained with that you know if we don't meet these certain numbers then there's something wrong probably i guess to a, to an extent i think that um and this this is just my personal opinion no one has to agree with it, but my personal opinion on the numbers is that it's, it's sometimes helpful to have a framework so that we can gauge a numeric value in terms of our progress. Yep. So for me, it was helpful in that respect, but during those times where the scales didn't move, during those times where I was down, during those times where I felt like nothing was going right, the numbers just felt overwhelming. Yeah, for me personally. Yeah, and that's under that's understandable because it's it's another thing that how often have we associated that with an idea of success? Mm. And uh, I think for me. It was always, you know, we should be aiming to lose a kilo a week with whatever I was doing. And suddenly I've gone like three months without mm. losing anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm now failing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't failure at all. It was just living. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that, that that has become my focus in the years since surgery. So it's five years for me. It's nearly nine or is it uh, nine? It's nine. It's now nine for Damo. Um, or five years since my gastric bypass and 16 since my lap band. So a long, a long time of doing this sort of weight loss surgery journey. Um, I think I've come to understand that the numbers do not make me happy. What makes me happy is being able to do things with my family, being able to enjoy my life, being able to be 
active like I want to be, being able to wear what I would like to wear, go out and do the things that I would want to do. And there isn't particularly um, a number associated with that except the mindset that I'm allowed to enjoy my life, I'm allowed to engage in my life and I don't have to have a number associated with that in order for me to be okay. Yeah, that's so good. We, um, I, I guess for, for me, I, I always thought, oh, when I get down to 100 kilos, I'll be happy. Yeah. And I, I remember getting down to 100 kilos and I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. oh, just another five kilos. And I ended up getting down at one point down to 82 kilos. Mm. And I still wasn't happy. And I realized that it wasn't that happiness that I was looking for wasn't going to come with from a number. From a number. Yeah. It was 100%. going to come from me getting up off the couch and, and going out and living my life and doing yeah. things that I wanted to, to do yeah. with my family and yeah. and for myself. And it was such a change when I realised yeah. that and it stopped becoming a thing where I'd get on the scales twice a day mm. to... To find your happiness. Yeah. To gauge, am I happy or not? Running to the bathroom in the morning, jumping on the scales, am I happy or am I depressed today? Yeah. That, that is a mindset that I really um, worked very, very hard to get away from. Yeah. Just for me personally. Yep. Because it can be so damaging. Um, well, it can, and it can lead down a path that I just, for me anyway, I knew that it was a very unhealthy path for me to go down. It would lead towards disordered eating and all sorts of things. So I wasn't willing to go down that path. Yeah. And do, do you think for, for some of us uh, we can sort of look for validation, I guess, from other people that, oh, yeah, the scales moved again this week. Mm. Um, and it, it's almost like uh, I remember when I was sort of playing into that and someone said to me, oh, you know, say so how much have you lost this week? And I, I actually said oh, I haven't lost anything. And the look on their face as if they were disappointed yeah. in me and I actually took that on and, and it's like, but hang on, I shouldn't be looking for my validation in the hands of someone else. 100%. I think if if we could sum this particular podcast up in a few words, it's cheer for yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Care about your future and knowing in the deepest parts of my heart that nobody will love my life and care about my future like I can. Yeah. And I am the one that is responsible for giving me the validation that I need. I don't need to look for it externally. It, 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 well, sometimes it comes that way, but sometimes it doesn't. And if we're always waiting for someone else to tell us that it's okay to be happy, then we're going to be waiting. Yeah. We have just as much right to be in the world, just as much right to be happy as anybody else. You know, when we go on a weight loss surgery journey, there's so much, that, well, there can be so, much, so many judgments around that whole thing. And 
I've, I've just found my ability to clap for myself, my ability to know my worth and my value has grown through this process. And it's been absolutely life-changing. Yeah, definitely. And, and I've found that for yeah. myself. Once, once I started doing the things that I wanted to do, um, I remember coming down to Geelong one year and we went down uh, to the to the water along along Queen's Cliff and and yep. down that way, and there were these caves that I had to climb up this rock bank. Yes, I to remember get that. Into these caves, and I remember doing it. And a year before, there was no way possible yeah. that I would have ever been able to do that. And I. I got up to the top and I was standing there with, with some of my nephews and it was just the most amazing feeling yeah. having achieved that and it was something that I'd achieved on my own but I was giving myself the praise that that I wanted and, and deserved yeah. for accomplishing something. And I, I remember I posted a, a photo of it on social media and, and I was getting all these compliments and stuff, but none of them meant as much to me after that. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, yeah, that, that's great that, they, that they're excited for me, but you know what? I felt great. Yeah. Yeah, because you knew that you had done that for you. Yeah. And that, that I think, has, has been the thing that has been able to drive my own focus away from numbers mm. and onto life and living living life actually getting out there and doing the things that i was wanting to do doing things that frighten me doing things to push myself and stretch myself and grow yeah and none of that would have happened had i not I guess, taken on the numbers, but I'm so, so glad that they are not the primary focus anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think, like on a practical side, I think one of the things that I like to do, because I don't get on the scales very much anymore, but what I do like to do is I've got a couple of different pairs of jeans that fit really snug. Yep. And occasionally I'll put them on, and so long as they're still doing up, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay yeah, because, you know, that these this set of clothes that are snug still fits the same way. And it did. That it did. And then I don't have to obsess about what the scales are saying. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I agree. I mean, we, we all have, we all have those, well, I do anyway. I have those, um, those pe- like sets of clothes as well mm. that, that I put on. And although my, my weight, like, and t- to be very, very honest, I have difficulty keeping weight on um, now, more so than it ever going too high. Um, I I definitely experience um, challenges with with keeping my weight stable, and it's not for lack of eating. This one can can testify. I probably eat I eat more than you, don't I? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's funny how the different surgeries work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things that um, I've sort of been thinking about a lot 
is just the whole holistic side of of the weight loss surgery journey and you know not becoming obsessed with what the scales say but for some of us that is still an important absolutely and i think having even having an open discussion with our family and friends of what we need from them oh i totally agree totally i think it can become a thing where you feel like you're on trial every time you see some people mm. and you shouldn't have to defend yeah. your choices you know if i want to sit here and eat an almond magnum then i'm going to mm. because that is my choice um if someone family friend was sitting across from me going oh should you really be eating that um now I would probably be like, should you mind your own business? Mm. But I think it's worth looking at setting those realistic expectations. Yeah, having I, I agree. Having an open discussion, talking about, um, and I actually did do this here in in our home. Um, we we sat down with the kids and I said to them. Obviously, I'm going to be eating much smaller amounts and I think that with time um, we will probably change some of the foods that are in the house and we will learn about foods together and how to eat to nourish our bodies properly. And, I, you know, I, I apologised to my kids for um, the, the unhealthy things that they had seen me model to them like the way that I would deal with with anxiety the way that I would deal with my feelings because I did used to um have very very toxic tendencies in the way that I that I dealt with those things particularly with food and um we've yeah we've come so far as a family but it did take having some conversations and for a time there was there was um things that, that we just didn't have in the house because I couldn't early on in the early days of my weight loss surgery journey, I didn't have the capacity to be able to practice moderation. Even though I'd had um weight loss surgery and I couldn't eat the volume, it would still um I would still want to and it would just send me on a spiral if those things were around. So I did. We did go through a period of time where we just didn't have those things in the house, and everybody was very supportive. I really got to say that everybody got on board and was kind and supportive of that. And now um, we can have whatever here, and I'm very much aware of of the things that I need to do to make sure that I'm not triggering dumping episodes or I'm not having yeah. you know hyperglycemic episodes. And, <laughs> all those sorts of things. So, um, you know, in, in sometimes we have to be mindful of numbers. I have to be mindful of the amount of carbs that I eat purely because of, of the dietary restrictions that I, that I have personally. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish it wasn't like that, but mm. I do have to be mindful. Yeah. You know, so some things we, we do have to be mindful of and it is okay to set those boundaries and say, you know, say to the family, hey, it's hard for me to be around that or, you know, can we do this and that sort of thing. Yeah. 
definitely. Actually, I was just thinking after I had my weight loss surgery, uh, we had a moment where we were driving through the town that we lived in and we went past Maccas. Mm. <laughs> and our daughter at the time, she was about three, chucked an absolute fit. Yep. The biggest tantrum because we had driven past mm. Maccas. And it was the first time that we had never pulled in to Maccas when we drove past. Yeah. And I realised then the damage that yeah. I had done. Yeah. Thankfully, she was young enough that, you know, it didn't take a, a real long time to get her out of that. Yeah. Uh, but Kim and I had a discussion after that and I said I didn't realise how often we, mm. we went to McDonald's. You know, not, not that, there's, that there's anything wrong with, with the odd markets. No, not at all. And we do that weekly yeah. as a family now. But it's not something that is, you know, yeah. a daily occurrence. And for us it was every day. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes two or three times a day for myself. Yeah. And we and don't you know, realise when we're in the middle of it. No. What we're... What we're modelling, what we're setting, um, those that are looking to us for guidance, you know, up for. And I, and this, this is certainly not a thing to feel bad or down or anything about about yourself or you know anything that that might have already happened. It's about looking forward, mm. and that that's one of the things I think that's been so powerful for me personally is knowing that while that might have been who I was then. It is not who I am today yep. and we're allowed to change, we're allowed to grow and we give ourselves the grace and the space to be able to do that and to be able to make those changes and having the conversations with with our friends, with our family, letting them know the, the, the sorts of language that even that, that you would like them to use. I mean, sometimes we we don't want to be asked every time we see somebody. Oh, how's how's it all going? How's your weight loss going? Yeah, yeah. I know it can become really tiring when people are constantly making comments about, oh, you you've lost so much weight, or you, you you're disappearing, mm. or and even that can become tiring. Yeah. I mean, nice to be noticed. Like mm. it it is nice to it is nice when people notice, but it can also become very wearing and draining. So. I found it helpful to discuss those things. Uh, for me, it, it, it was quite a strange, um, strange situation because those family members that were really close to me um, lived 2,000 kilometres away from me. So I had my, my very immediate family living in Geelong, but the rest of my family and friends, like close friends, all lived on the Sunshine Coast. And so the first time that I went back to the Sunshine Coast after my weight loss surgery and people saw me, they burst into tears and not in a good way. Yeah. Like they were horrified because I'd, I was so thin. And that was really strange and upsetting for me. Yeah. Um, 
one of the wonderful parts of that, my my darling, well, our darling Pop, who was still with us at that time, he recognised me because I looked like I did when I was young. Yeah. Um, and so that that was just wonderful. But other people were just horrified. So there's just so many different reactions that people can have. Yeah. To our numbers. Yeah. And it's okay to set those boundaries. Yeah. And, and I think it's a good thing to do it when you notice it early on yeah. so that it doesn't become a huge issue and, you know, we end up having an argument about it. It's mm. like, hey, I'm just feeling this. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a, a huge, you know, family conference or something. I I actually, um, you know, did get the phone calls after that, you know, hey, love, are you sure you're, I said, you know what, um, I'm, I really appreciate your concern. Um, I'm fine. And that was it. Yeah. Because we don't have to give our peace over to others either. Yeah. That's so, so good. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I've really enjoyed this and I love doing the video. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. Yes. <laughs> so we want to know what you guys think, so, you know, feel free to let us know. Yeah, do all of the usual things. Uh, we have our email address, which is contact at barrychronicles.com. Um, oh, some good news. Mm. Well, new news. We've got some interviews coming up. With we do. People. Very, very exciting. Uh, we're actually recording one next week uh, yeah. with an amazing member from the BSA community. So that's Bariatric Support Australia on Facebook. Yep. So I'm really excited about that. Me too. She's going to be sharing an amazing journey that, that she's had. Uh, and we've got a GP that is coming on to talk to us about their journey uh, yeah. with with the weight loss community and what they're doing because they focus on on weight loss and yeah. and healthy eating and the whole holistic uh, sort of lifestyle. And we've got a professor that's coming on to to talk to us about what she's doing with a university and the whole bariatrics and, and running a a register of all the bariatric uh, procedures. surgeons, procedures uh, that have registered with the university through Australia. So uh, we're really excited yeah, about that. We really are. Very, very, very exciting times. And we can't wait to share it all with you. Something else that I was excited about. Ah, yes. On more exciting things. This stuff. This stuff right here. This. Pimp my salad. This beautiful bag of yumminess. <laughs> uh, I got mine and there's all different flavours. There's an amazing one with coconut and... I don't know. And you didn't get to... Tash didn't get to try it because Steve ate it all. He did. He thought... He thought, oh, these are great. Like, look at all these new chips you have. And they were your salad sprinkles. They were my salad sprinkles. They were my 
like coconut infused or coconut that's been infused with like bacon flavor. That's so good. And he ate, he didn't realize that that was sprinkles. He ate the whole bag. So he had a whole bag to speak. But anyway, that's fine. So yeah. But I've got mine and I'm not sharing. Yeah. He has, hasn't shared any. But this one is, is my personal favorite until I try the bacon one, probably. And I've been having this on yogurt. It, it does say that it's for salads, but I really like it on yogurt. So yeah. there you go. Gives it a nice zingy flavor. Yes, and it is gluten free, vegan friendly, and keto friendly. So get on that. Very good. Mm. Guys, we want to thank you all for listening and watching. Yes. And we hope you have an amazing week and stay safe. See you later.